Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast, where we explore how to center our lives and our leadership in the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. In the midst of the disruptive cultural shockwaves of the 21st century. Join us as we learn to take the love of God seriously as the force that holds all of us and everything together. Hey Ben, hey Christy, you know what everyone needs? Food. What? Pumpkin Shelter. spice latte? Shelter, yeah. Okay. Clothing. There's, I guess there's a lot of answers to this question, right? <laughs> I love that uh, you went straight to pumpkin spice latte, though, Christy. That's pretty good. Yes. That's pretty I mean, it's fall. That's, yeah, PSL. PSL. PSL for CP. <laughs> PSL for COP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody needs products and services. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. think, think about your Typically, life and think yeah, yeah. about how often yeah. we're using you a use service right now. And or services. I'm using products right. and services right now to record this podcast intro, as are all of you. Products and services. Yep. Yep. And so, astute listener, you may have noticed that uh, products and services have begun to yeah. tell you about themselves on yeah, our podcast. podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, we changed podcast hosts and now are uh, letting ads into our podcast. It's a way for us to generate some income. And also, uh, we... Which is helpful. Uh, this is helpful. Which is yeah. helpful. We want this thing to keep going uh, just like you do. Also, uh, and, and ads are becoming more ubiquitous in podcast spaces now. But uh, just a caveat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we There's two things that are true about these commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, everybody needs products <laughs> and or services. <laughs> And two, uh-huh. we have absolutely no idea or control about the yeah. products or services you yeah. hear. It's the, yes, the ads are what is called dynamically placed. And so it just depends on, uh, it's like we're connected to this ad network. We were able to yeah. uh, basically say no to certain categories of ads. So Yeah, you, I would say we have some control. Yeah, we little do. control, yes, yes. Okay. very little. There's little certain control. categories right. that we said, nah, not so much. Anyway. Yeah, but if you're listening and you know you get an ad for a local uh, liposuction 
clinic and you're wondering I think why we does actually, Ben think I no, need actually we, we, to hear this? Why does Ben think I... I think you should just email him at ben at gravelyjustic.com and ask him, why are you... Matt. Why do you think I need liposuction? I remember that plastic surgery was one of the ones that we said no to, so they won't, they okay, won't actually... <laughs> good. But you might get That's an ad good. for Listen. like uh, Comcast, you know? I mean, it's yeah. things like that, you know? So anyway. Um, okay. Plus, All right. well, a so. plastic surgeon just helped my kid, by the way. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's so, not all about Chris, vanity, I'm not going right? to put down yeah. all... Yeah. Oh, yeah, So sure, my kid sure. headed a ball, hit the pole, playing soccer, Ooh. and a plastic surgeon was in the audience and ran down and said, in follow me to my office... In the in the stands. <laughs> in no, the stands. I'm just saying like that. Yes. Usually it's like, is anyone a doctor? Like right. it's just it's a, no. He came. Is down. anyone a plastic surgeon? <laughs> he did, and then and like <laughs> ten stitches in my kid's face. I oh, mean, yeah. the scar is going to look so much better so, because that plastic surgeon did you it. You are you are correct. My my daughter, uh, who's now 22, uh, when she was two years old, uh, cracked cracked her head on a brick wall. And like cut it open, mm. and a plastic surgeon sewed it up, and you can see? barely see the scar. Um, so anyway, As an, and he did. It for we've free. got nothing against them, but anyway, that's okay. the whole it thing. Was... Is Matt? You're just saying, <laughs> hey, we have some ads. Yeah. This is a bit of a change. Um, yeah, and just so, just roll yeah, with just it. Just roll with it. It's just a way remember, to support just remember us. Every time you hear it, that uh, your life is full of products and our services, <laughs> um, Christy. I do, I do. I am curious. Did the plastic mm. surgeon offer you like? Free Botox, you know, like while you were there, while he's like stitching up. I should have asked. I should have asked. Yeah. Excuse me, I've got some wrinkles. Yeah. (laughs) I've also, I also would love it. So Chrissy's getting her Doctor of Ministry Mm -hmm. from Denver Seminary, Um, not as we speak, but during this season. And it would be so funny, uh, Christy, once you have your demon, if somebody's like, "Is there a doctor?" You could be like, "Excuse me, me. I have a demon." Excuse me, I am a doctor. Like strut, probably not the right kind. Strut down to the person with cardiac arrest, and and you could point to that person and say, "You should feel all your emotions right right now as you having a heart attack because God gave you those emotions." The kind of doctor I am. Here's how I can help you. And then be like, "My work here is done," and strut back into the. Okay, we're making you fun of heart attacks. It's uh, probably time to get into probably, this interview, right? Probably. This is not this is not the uh, intro Angie Ward deserved or wanted, but it's the one she's going mm-hmm. to get. We don't know. She maybe she thought this is maybe <laughs> she thinks great. this is delightful. She well, I did mention grateful. the demon at uh, Denver, yeah. which, which is, is her program. Uh, Angie's connected yeah. to Denver. Yep. We're talking to her about this book, Kingdom and Country: Following Jesus in the Land That You Love. Uh, written by a number of authors who contributed to how do we show up in the public square as Christians when America is losing its mind? Mm. How do we yeah. do it? Basically, yeah. that's that's not the that's that that's my subtitle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a big question so, right now. Uh, Such a big question. It is Such right. A big question. I mean, it's not too soon to start talking about the twenty twenty four election. Right. I mean, we are two years away, yeah. but I feel like. I kind of dread it. The midterms are coming. Yeah. There's even, isn't there like, there's some sort of like a national summit on Christian nationalism uh, that's happening right now. People are addressing like Sam, Sam Perry and Andrew Whitehead that we've had on the podcast are kind of like part of this. Um, Okay. But anyway, that's that though they're asking the same questions. Like what they're basically identifying this as a uh, clear and present danger and um, sort of what, what to do about it. Cause it's just gotten, yeah. It, it, the days have gotten less subtle and uh, demand just way more from us uh, as followers of Jesus than they used to. So, 
Angie's book, I think, yep. can help along with other resources. So, Yep. So if you uh, don't want to be a Christian nationalist and you also don't want to bury your head in the sand, uh, listen up. Open up your ear holes. Right, here we here go. We go. Today, we welcome back Dr. Angie Ward to the Gravity Leadership Podcast to chat about the uh, second book in her her Kingdom Conversation series that she's editing. Uh, She is a leadership author and teacher with 30 years of experience in church, parachurch, and Christian higher ed ministry. She's an award-winning regular contributor to Christianity Today and holds a PhD in ministry leadership from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Currently, she serves as Assistant Director of the Doctor of Ministry Program at Denver Seminary. Angie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, guys. It's good to be back and to see you all. Yep. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Doctor of Ministry Program at Denver, uh, you Mm -hmm. may have heard, listener, Christy talk about getting her doctorate, and you're in this program, Christy. We've got Angie. She wants to talk about her book. Give her some feedback. How is this program going? Let her her have it. Yeah, I recommend the program. <laughs> yeah, it's let, awesome. let me have it while it's, I'm while I'm in charge of grading your thesis. Let me have it. That's a great idea. <laughs> Before you do this uh, approval of this pre-proposal thing, yeah. I'm going to send you next know. week. You know, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really cool that there's this connection. So Angie was a uh, was at a church on the south side of town where Ben and I live, and we got to meet mm-hmm. with Angie. Uh, when when she lived in Indianapolis, and That's then right. it was a couple of years ago now, I think that you took a job yeah. out at Denver Sem, and Christy's now in her program. So there's lots of connections here, even without Kevin Bacon. That's great. Yeah, and young. I'm going to come yeah. to her church and preach in a couple weeks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that the there's church? Like more over Christy, so I didn't fun. make this connection. Yeah, Nova. That's the church Nova you're preaching church. at. Nova yep. Church. All right. In Denver. So well, if you're in the Denver area, you want to hear Christy? Want to hear Christy preach? Yep. That's and awesome. See, and meet Dr. Ward. Be great. Secret, yeah. Secretly, wow. um, secretly, Angie, I knew that mm-hmm. Christy loved her doctoral ministry program. So I, I set her up just to like... I know. I do. Just give I a feel bit. like I I'm a little evangelist for Denver Seminary. You're an evangelist for everything you Everything you love, you no, love not Christy. everything. Only things I love. And well, that's... Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> things yeah, like I pumpkin spice latte and Denver Seminary. These are the things wow, I... Wow. We I wake up about. there with a PSL. Wow. Hmm. We have a good time, Christy, yeah, don't we, at Densem? We have a good time. We do. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So fun. Well, and, and it's not. This yeah, podcast I can go on. brought to you should, by. I should, yeah, I know. I should She's going to start evangelizing. <laughs> we got to get to your book. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Uh, you know, you can't. You can take Christy out of the pulpit, but you can't take the pulpit out of Christy. <laughs> That's just how right. it goes with her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. well, well, we're talking about this book, Kingdom and Country. Uh, the subtitle mm-hmm. is Following Jesus in the Land That You Love. It's part, as mm-hmm. I mentioned before, of a series called Kingdom Conversations. Can you just say more about how the series came to be, what your hopes are for it? Yeah, so the first book in the series came out a year ago, and it was um, When the Universe Cracks, Living as God's People in Times of Crisis, and I was on here talking with you guys about that. Um, so this, the that book... It, um, you know, was born out of COVID, the early days of the pandemic, but um, this is with NAB Press. And so they they are very much a discipleship focused publisher. And so they said, 
instead of just doing a book about COVID, let's talk about crisis in general, and let's start doing a series of these conversations with multiple contributors. And so each book in the series has 10 contributors, and they ask me, uh, gave me the honor of being the general editor of it. Uh, and so the third one, little teaser is coming out next spring, is going to be the least of these, practicing a faith without margin. Um, and so, yeah, when we were talking about uh, what topics for each of these books. I mean, we had kind of the, the crisis one when the universe cracks. And then I just said, well, what, we need to do kingdom and country. I mean, this, and we talked about this, you know, a couple of years ago, and now here we are, it's coming out right as a, in midterm elections and things are, you know, worse than they were two years ago, arguably more and more polarized. And, and so I'm just, I love all the, all the contributions, all the chapters. I love that it's a discipleship focused book. It's not kind of, you know, which side should you take? It's, it's, let's look at um, all of these issues through our, our discipleship and relationship with Christ first and foremost. So that's kind of the vision for the whole series and this book in particular. And now a word from a sponsor. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get back into our conversation. You have like 10 contributors for this yeah. book, including friends that we've had on this podcast. And I'm curious if you mm -hmm. just can kind of give us like specific topics. What are some of the topics that are really in this book and the shape of it? Uh, yeah, so the shape of this book follows, we're kind of getting a, a similar flow for each of the books, but we start out, the first chapter is just, can we have a, the, the title is, can we have a conversation? Like, can we even talk about this, these topics, you know, without canceling, without shutting down, without all the things, you know, um, and uh, then we go into a theology of, of kingdom, kind of, because we're talking about if it's about kingdom and country, we should understand what, what are we talking about when we mean kingdom. Uh, and then there's a chapter on mm -hmm. um, kind of history. And then, so then we, but then we start going into um, what does this look like to be dual citizens uh, on earth and, and in, in heaven, kingdom citizens and on earth um, as followers of Christ? What does that look like for us individually? What does that look like? for us um, corporately as a church, as ministry leaders, Juliette Liu, um, what I'm sh probably sure you've had on this before, you know, um, uh, she talks about like politics, pulpit and pew. And then Mandy Smith ends with just a, a wonderful uh, kind of a, a, 
a lament, a, bened- uh, a liturgy of kind of lament, uh, um, repentance, and a, a new pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what strikes me is that uh, at least half of the ten contributors are like either personal friends of ours, like people we've yeah. spent hours and yeah. hours with, or people that we've had on the podcast and, and just adore. Yeah. So these are, I think these are key and crucial voices that you've brought together for this. Um, Angie, you already referenced this, how high tensions are right now politically. Mm-hmm. I remember I was eight years old. I was eight years old in the election of 84. Hmm. And my friend who I was playing in the backyard with, um, he pulled me aside and he said, hey, who, who, who are you, who are you voting for? And I think you meant like, oh who's your family voting for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I grew up. I grew up as a Kennedy Catholic, which uh, I don't think though uh, they exist a whole lot. Maybe they do exist no. still, but um, but uh, it was kind of a unique blend of politic that is hard to carve out these days. And I, yeah. and, I and I said I my I think my parents are voting for Mondale, and my friend Jeremy said, oh, my parents are voting for Ronald Reagan. And I felt like something like shifted. <laughs> I felt like something shifted in our friendship at that point. Wow. Uh, but we still played together. We still played together. Um, you know, Mondale or Reagan or even Clinton and Bush. I feel like um, people disagreed. But now, you know, now you have like threats of armed violence if elections yeah. don't go a certain way, or if politicians um, get investigated for crimes. Like how in your in your sense here. Um, has this always been here and it's just now coming to the surface or has something shifted to escalate and intensify this polarization? I feel like something has shifted for sure. And I mean, so I talked to my dad who's 92 and he's a military veteran and, and even he's saying, I've not seen anything like this. So it's not just my half a century perspective. It's his almost a century perspective. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think there's been a rise and you know, now we know what it's called. It's called Christian nationalism. I didn't know what, what that was called, um, several years ago, even in our church in the Midwest. And, and I would hear comments about, you know, professional players not kneeling for the flag and stuff. And I was like, where, what, where is this coming from? And, and now in recent years, there's been more talk of like this phenomenon, um, I think it is a, a phenomenon that wasn't around before. And um, yeah, like you said, it's just become so not just polarized, but like you said, with threat of violence, so visceral to people, it, it just becomes part of, and then there's cancel culture on top of that, I think. And so you put that together and it's just a explosive mix. Yeah. You mentioned having a name for something that uh, you didn't know existed before Christian nationalism and I think um, there's a lot of I, I I see a lot of Christians defending Christian nationalism, and then I see a lot of Christians uh, critiquing um, Christian nationalism. And sometimes in that conversation, I think uh, that patriotism or love for country, which is in your subtitle, and nationalism get conflated or confused. And I know your book mm-hmm. addresses this a bit. Can you can you help us understand the difference between what is like patriotism and what is nationalism and how we can know that difference in our lives? Yeah. And um, I should mention this book is that this, these next two books in the series are also co-sponsored by Missio Alliance. And so um, in conversation with some of the contributors last week uh, at another event, they were really helpful about trying to tease this out. I mean, they said 
um, and I would agree, patriotism is uh, like, I mean, it's a love of country and of place, kind of a, you know, a loyalty sense of place. But when it becomes um, nationalism, it's it becomes idolized um, above everything else. And it becomes a primary importance. It almost becomes a kind of a test of orthodoxy, if you if you will, um, instead of uh, and, and, and there's, you know, one right or wrong, not not. Um, you can be patriotic toward for Canada and you can be patriotic for, you know, England and you can be patriot, you know, the UK and you can be patriotic for America, but it's like, no, it's this one or nothing or above all else. And so I think there's a, a weight to it. And um, I think one of the clues is what is stirred in you emotionally when, when you talk about this stuff. And so if it's this very charged reaction, I think that's showing that there's, something going on that's making it of an importance that maybe it should not be. Mm, yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times people, they don't know the difference between that. And so I think that's really helpful for me and hopefully for our listeners. I'm curious, what, what would you say is the primary challenge as us Christians, as we engage in the public square and in politics, like there's, there's a lot out there, but what would you kind of focus in on and say, this is our primary challenge? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people would say it's, oh, to learn how to, you know, to have, well, conversation or, or I don't know, is kind of the application of stuff. But I think it's um, the primary problem is this priority question. And, and so like this book, Kingdom and Country, it's really not a for or against Christian nationalism. It's, it's, it's not a kind of a, pushing against one side or the other of that. It's, it really intended to be discipleship above all else. And then that's the lens that we look at all this through. And so I think the main problem is that we're making this question the main thing instead of discipleship the main thing. And so I think we're not putting yeah. things in their proper hierarchy to start out. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, I mean, to me that, uh, you know, when I would ask questions at our church in the Midwest about, um, you know, well, just like where, where is this in the Bible or where, what, what does Jesus say? What's Jesus example? I got looked at like, what an odd question. Like, what does this have to do with anything? And to me, that has everything to do with this issue. Mm -hmm. And it should be our primary, you know, focused on, on Christ and on kingdom. And then what is, how does everything else filter through that lens? I think. Yeah. 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 Angie, I think of two things when I hear you say that, uh, the first is that there's, there's, um, a whole a whole group of people that we work with that grew up um, in what they self describe as kind of like a culture war household. So they were scared yeah. to read Harry Potter, yep. and they were scared to yeah. go to the movies, right? Um, yeah. And and I, I'm not saying that did bad work for everyone, but for a lot of the people we talk to, they are trying to not be that anymore. Like they mm -hmm. they don't want to rage against the culture; they want to actually cultivate the kingdom. Um, yes. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. the dominant the dominant imagination that these people have is this is how I'm politically active. You know, I I don't go to Disney World. <laughs> you know, or I right. pick it. Right. I pick at a movie. I pick at a I pick at a movie that has too many swears in it, or you know, those kinds of things. Um, so that's that's one area, and then the and then the other area is kind of like this, just withdrawal, right? So let's just withdraw into our churches and let's do discipleship right, and let's kind of wash our hands of 
for instance, um, you know, any kind of protest against injustice, let's wash our hands of any kind of political activism at all, campaigning. And I feel like one of the things this book tries to hold before us is that we have to reckon with our malformation as Americans and our need to be formed in the kingdom before we can develop a political imagination as American Christians. Am I reading that right? Yes, I think that's an excellent, excellent way of putting it. Uh, You know, one of the chapters is Michelle Reyes talking about how we all have um, national narratives. Each country has a narrative or or a dominant narrative of how it was founded and like what its purpose is. And, uh, you know, and so and we we the four of us each have a different understanding of how our country was formed and what its place should be, you know, and uh, and so we need to wrestle with that. and uh, Sean Palmer talks about just, you know, what does it mean to really pledge allegiance and what does that look like? Um, and so I think it's a good way of putting it. Tina Bosch is one of the contributors you may not be as familiar with. She uh, actually does a lot of work with Lifeway Women's uh, Ministries. But she was, before moving back to, Nash- uh, to the United States, to Nashville, she was um, a missionary, uh, missionary kid, pastor's kid, missionary um, and, you know, missionary family and couple around the world. And so she help, talks about what it's like to really feel um, like you're not fully part of any culture or country. And, and we should feel a sense of displacement, this side of eternity. And we, but we're uncomfortable with that. So we yeah. hold on to something I think makes us feel safe or comfortable or in control or in power uh, when Really, if we don't yeah. feel tension between kingdom and country, I think that's another clue that maybe we've swallowed something whole. We'll be right back. The Gravity Podcast is sponsored by the Gravity Formation Course, a 12-month cohort-based training in practical spiritual formation, where you'll learn to notice how God is already at work in your life, so you can participate more fully in the life God shares with us. It's a discipleship process that goes beyond just gaining more knowledge and trying new practices. In the Gravity Formation course, we go below the surface of our lives so that we can notice and name our deepest desires in God's presence and to discern how God is at work in those desires to lead us towards holistic flourishing, more transformation, more life, more joy, more love. We've trained hundreds of people all over the world in this formation framework, and it has helped many people to have a sense of God at work in their lives, to learn how to be more at home in God's love. If you'd like to learn more, go to gravitycommons.com slash formation. Let's get back to the show. When Rhea says in that chapter that we should feel some kind of displacement or stranger or alien or I'm not from this place, um, I, I couldn't help but think of the the one of the dominant um, myths or stories that is told within Christian nationalism, which isn't displacement, but it's replacement, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's uh, it's actually this this story that um, this this actually white people is your home. And people are taking mm-hmm. your home from you, and yes. I, so what? What I, what I think the gift is of this book is, we we can actually say that that's not just unhelpful. It's not just borrowed from the Nazis. <laughs> I mean, those things should yeah. be enough, but but theologically, yeah. theologically, it's untrue. Yeah. Is is what I yes. hear you saying, Angie? Is that yeah? Yes. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've got your game and, and those 10 authors do, you know, I, I get to be the steward of those 10 voices, which is, which is great, you know? So, yeah. um, cause they bring so much wisdom, uh, and experience and, and, you know, in choosing the different contributors, we tried to go with, you can see, we didn't just go with, um, you know, American white males. Like we've got Karen Wilk, who's uh, Canadian. We've got Mandy Smith, who's now back in Australia. You know, we've got Sean Palmer, who's African American from yeah. Texas. We've got Tina Bosch, who's a missionary. So we're trying to bring multiple voices uh, because uh, you know, if you if you do any amount of um, talking with you know people outside this country, like there's some people who thought this book is not nearly strong enough. And most of those were coming from outside the United States. They're like, they're seeing something from the outside, you know, but we're trying to say, okay, yes. let's try to at least have some help start a conversation without just shutting down and, and canceling, which evangelicals have been leading the way in that for decades. So yeah, <laughs> boycotts, really not seeing movies, all the things you, you know, you mentioned. Yes. It, we, uh, about a year ago, maybe two now, we had a, a, a Christian professor from a seminary um, in uh, the Netherlands come on our podcast mm. and talk about mm -hmm. what it was like to be an evangelical Christian in the Netherlands. And their story has a mm -hmm. is different, right? So their story, yep. when, when, when they threw off their monarchy and set up their uh, democracy, it was the socialists and the Christians banding together to do it. And so the, the the Christians there were united with socialists against like authoritarian monarchy. And that shapes the way that their government is formed, the way that Christians imagine, mm -hmm. you know, there just isn't, he says, there just isn't the juice that I have to pay lots of taxes because we're taking care of each other. And that's what we do, right? Whereas here there was this oppressive government that that we had to throw off and we sort of threw it off with sort of in the national myth, right? Like these commoners yep. rising up and throwing off the oppression, right? Yeah. And how that then, how that then translates into our dominant meaning making systems as Christians and as, as, you know, political agents in our culture. And I do think that's one of the strengths of this book is that the only way we see our blind spots is be in conversation with people who don't have our blind spots. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, global church just, does that uh, for us. Yeah. And, well, or, or we, we, and we need to allow them to do that and to give, that's a gift that we need to accept from them. But of course we've got it all figured out a lot of times, you know, <laughs> you know, you talk about like the nether, the Netherlands or, you know, um, we had a, um, a foreign exchange student, uh, living with us a few years ago, a high school student, um, from Germany and his mother was Spanish. So he had a very unique perspective and he was at our house, by the way, during the 2016 presidential election when Trump uh, beat Clinton. And so try to explain the electoral college to that kid. But I mean, so, but, but just when you yeah. brought up um, Hitler or Germany's past, they have been taught, they like they have wrestled through and just went never again. And they recognize their failings um, as a country and a society and what they had allowed and what happened. And, uh, you know, other countries have done that and others not so well. And I think we need to be We've, we've just never really done that um, in our country. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, because then you're anti-American. To point out any flaws, right. a lot of times it's anti-American. Right. It's like, no, it's, I'm, it's because I'm pro-patriot <laughs> that I want this yeah. country to be the best, you know, 
it can yes. be not in, uh, I don't know, I've seen a shirt that says uh, United States back-to-back World War champs. Like that's, the, you know, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's not about. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Angie, real. I, got, I got a shirt that tops that. I got a shirt that tops that. I went on a, okay. I went on like a retreat this summer in the mountains and I get out of the car and the first person I see is uh, a shirt, this guy wearing a shirt that says American until Texas secedes. <laughs> like, all right, I guess it's going to be that kind of weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Merca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a on a more serious note, though, I I was reminded of that famous James Baldwin quote uh, in in what you're saying, Angie, where he says, yeah. "I love America more than any other country in the world, and exactly for this reason, I insist." on the right to criticize her perpetually. <laughs> yes. Amen. That's yeah, good. that's great. Yeah. 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 Love it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Angie, as we wind down here, like, I I would not be telling the truth if I didn't own that. I feel trepidation and a bit mm-hmm. of um, anxiety about the 2024 election. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, don't have co- I don't have confidence that, for instance... Uh, the law will be followed, or uh, election interference won't happen, or there won't be another mm-hmm. storming of the cap. Like, I just don't have trust that this kind of stuff yeah. won't happen. And there's very little, there's very little, like, I feel like I have, I, I don't feel like I can do much about that. You know, like, yeah. um, right. sitting in my house in a mm-hmm. suburb of Indianapolis feels very mo- too much big, too big, too, too big for me, much bigger than me. What, what mm-hmm. do you hope, what do you hope? Uh, your readers take away from this book as they as they think about their place in the United States, as they think about upcoming contentious polarizing uh, elections. What what message or what hope or or what charge do you hope this book uh, leaves them with? Yeah, well, like you, I mean, I don't. When I look around at human attempts and systems, I you know I can get very despairing very quickly you know i can doom scroll all that and so i think i and i hope with this book and these conversations is to to for us to examine where we are putting our hope first of all and realize that our hope is never to be gained in governments or who's sitting on the presidential you know seat or a throne you know whatever country you're in um uh, you know, our hope is in the King of Kings and, and Lord of Lords. And again, with this being, you know, a focus on discipleship, instead of debating kind of down, you know, down here, let's focus our attention, you know, on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, on growing as disciples, and instead of trying to win arguments or culture wars, you know, I, I think it's it's distracting us from what our, what we really should be doing to become more Christ-like. Yeah. Well, the book, again, is called Kingdom and Country, Following Jesus in the Land That You Love, even if it's a land that you feel like you have a complicated relationship with. That's right. Your Your relationship. It's complicated, right? It's complicated, right? Um, But I think we all do do want to love where we live. Um, Angie Ward, thanks for being with us today. Um, How can people—we started our conversation talking about this doctor ministry program at Denver. Maybe just give us a couple moments on what that is and how people can find out more about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, you can talk to Christy, and she will evangelize and convince you to apply. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, denverseminary.edu. I'm assistant of our, director of our doctoral program. And so if you have any interest in that, um, would love to talk to you. So I think we, uh, I think Christy would attest. We do, um, I think, a pretty good job of, like, um, formation, not just training, but formation for, like, real life ministry for kind of the church now and the, and the church that is to come and around the world. So Christy's one of our many fine students that I just have the mm-hmm. just absolute joy of working with. It's just an honor to shepherd those, work with those students. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I just say in my evangelism, that is what is different about Denver Seminary is that you and other professors shepherd our hearts. It, I mean, we mm-hmm. learn academically, but uh, we, I think, walk away more uh, as we journey with Jesus. Our hearts grow bigger um, with love for Him and and asking the questions, what does it look like to follow Him more faithfully? Um, and so that shepherding of our hearts, I think, really comes through. So that's what's that's different awesome. about Denver Seminary. Yeah. Oh, yay. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Well, Angie, yeah. thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. If you're finding it helpful, we'd love it if you tell your friends about it. Ratings and reviews online also help others find the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Joining our Gravity community is free. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox, as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com slash join. Our show is produced by Ben Sternke and Matt Tebby. Aaron Sternke edits and mixes the podcast, and you can check out his work at aaronsternke.com. We'd love to hear from you. To record a question or comment for us, go to gravityleadership.com slash message and click the start record button. You can also email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Catch you next time. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 